Barkley and for Beck today, live from West Michigan, and of course, Wood Radio WOOD, high atop West Michigan this morning, overlooking downtown Grand Rapids, in fact. And some of the headlines, you get a little bit of a hangover from the turkey, we'll fix that, we got the thing that'll cure you. It is a Beck Friday. We're talking, uh, we're talking about the crumbling narrative. You see the news stories lately, and it seems like one after the other. I don't know if like, you follow these; they they continue to crumble. Every you know why it is. Every single story you see pushed. It's not just the facts anymore. It's always pushed on you and me with a little added extra sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It's not the. Uh, well, it's not. It's. It's a little extra flavor. Now, look, I understand Thanksgiving food. Maybe I might want my Thanksgiving dinner a little flavored, you know, correctly. I may want a little extra something. Well, maybe may want an extra heaping helping. When it comes to the, the news these days, y- you just want the facts. I just want the story. Not your story, but the story. Tell me what happened. And I'll figure out what happened, what it really means on my own. I'll listen to a couple of trusted folks. Maybe I'll I'll do some extra digging if I'm interested. But, you know, these days we don't get that, and it's hidden. Well, it's, it's hidden very well, precisely in what they tell you. And then, you know what? They don't tell you. Have you noticed a couple of, of big stories? In fact, I'll give you this one the other day that... that, that the narrative continues to crumble. It got to Colorado. It's a tragedy. This man comes in and attacks this nightclub. One of the pieces of this story, it just happens to be and on an alternative lifestyle, LGBTQ, a gay bar, whatever you want to call it, it just happens to be that particular type of club. Is that important? Well, I think it does matter that we need to hear that. But is that the big lead issue? Or is it the fact that innocent people were killed? They were attacked by someone who clearly had issues. That's evil. But we don't hear that anymore. We can't call it what it is. When someone does violence to someone else, that's all we need to know. That's bad enough. But no, not bad. It's it's, it's certainly not bad enough for some of the folks like CNN, MSNBC, and the rest of them. I don't know if you saw this, but CNN almost deflated as the narrative continues to crumble in their faces. But as soon as the story came out, They, they were just so upset to hear Allison Camerata. Wait a minute. This is happening in real time. Finding out that the person who, the person who attacked that club, according to the attorney, identifies as non-binary. So attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight, that the suspect 
now identifies as non-binary. Oh. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. Now, I don't know. You can't see her if you're listening on the radio. Obviously, you can't see her. But I'm hoping that you can hear her. Can you hear her? Can you hear the disdain? Can you hear the disgust in her voice? She doesn't believe it. First of all, she does not believe it. They're rooting for a narrative. They're not rooting for the truth. They use they, them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings, will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. Oh, we didn't know that. Wait, this, is, this, this is just a, one of those dangerous, deplorable Trump supporters. This is a MAGA American. That's what, obviously, the, the narrative is, right? You know, the narrative. The narrative, the story was, well, this is only happening because Republicans are pushing back saying that, I don't know, kids shouldn't have sexually explicit material available to them in schools. Pornography shouldn't be peddled on some of our most vulnerable in society. The most innocent. They're the ones who caused this. Those crazy, wacky Republicans. Those Christians. When the truth... I don't even know if we know the whole truth yet. The truth is that anybody that does anything like this has something really wrong with them. And we see violence happening all the time. And it's not just here in America. They want to make it all about the gun. Biden, by the way, a little bit later on, we'll talk about this. He's going for the guns again. I don't even know if he if he knew what he meant. When he said this, that he actually meant what he said, but he he's babbling, Biden babbling once again. Had a little bit too much turkey. Almost, almost had a bit of a coma yesterday. Apparently, he mentioned he wanted to come for the guns. We'll, we'll talk about that. They want to blame the gun too, but no. The truth is, is that people are sick because society is sick. If you want the ultimate truth, the real truth, you know, we live in a fallen world. Evil is real. We walk around acting like it's not. It doesn't exist. This panel believes that good is evil. Well, that sounds familiar. Where have I heard that before? And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I no. mean, you know, I don't know if, the, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that, it, that's what he's now saying. It, it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes charge. That's oh. the least of his problems, oh, legally that's speaking. It but it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question so, of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Errol Lewis, a political commentator I've never heard of because I don't really watch a lot of CNN until this moment. He gets paid to talk about this. He gets paid to have these opinions. He gets paid to push the narrative. He says, and this makes no sense whatsoever, because you got murder charges. <laughs> doesn't matter whether they were, they were hate crimes or it doesn't matter what they are. You're, you're going to jail for a very long time. And in some places you may face the death penalty. You may get the chair or whatever they use these days. 
Errol says, no, this is just the attorneys trying to garner some sympathy. I mean, that is what it sounds like. We'll wait to see. Yeah. Garner some sympathy for the attacker. This isn't the only story, folks. You, 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 think, you think that's all I got? No, no. What about, did you, you remember the Walmart attack that happened? It happened a day or so after the attack in Colorado. What about the Walmart attack? Turns out that story disappeared from the news cycle really quickly. But do you know why? Well, some are still covering it, but once they had a mugshot and they had, wow. Oh, the truth behind who actually perpetrated the thing and what really happened behind the scenes Everything was off, and they have to shift and switch as quickly as they can. But you know what? Much of this doesn't matter because the damage is already done. A lot of what you hear in the news first is false. Just remember that. Whether that's by intention or just by the fact they're trying to scramble to get out the details as quick as they can, a lot of what comes out first is false. That's why narratives like this tend to crumble. But why are they pushing these narratives in the first place? We'll talk more about that. Plus, you can join us today on the Glenn Beck program. We're listening uh, anywhere you're watching, listening to the program today. You can join us, uh, 888-727-BECK, B-E-C-K. That's the phone lines. Love to hear especially if you're out getting some Black Friday shopping done, getting some deals. Oh, I got stories about that as well today. They say they think it's going to be, despite Biden inflation, despite the economy, they think it's going to be... A big Black Friday. Well, it's Beck Friday here. We'll continue with more. It's Justin Barkley in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck Program. Back after this. The narrative continues to crumble, and it's no surprise because it's not the truth. What is the narrative? Well, it's a story. Another another word for story. I remember when I was a kid, I used to hear, are you telling stories? <laughs> in other words, you telling fibs? You telling Lies? Ah, that's what half of the time we hear when we turn on the news. You really can't believe most of what you hear. You have to come to the table, I guess, with a little ticket with a grain of salt. As skeptical, I would say, is a good way to put it. Revealed cops find manifesto on Walmart shooter's phone outlining his unhappiness at recent change to his employment status. This is from the Daily Mail. They say he was angry toward colleagues who were, quote, harassing him. Neighbor says he left in silence to slaughter six. His mugshot reveals that Andre Bing was not a well man. Bing disgruntled a manager, just happens to be black. That's why you haven't seen his mugshot plastered all over the media. And no, I'm not racist for telling you that. They're racist for having different ways of handling these things. They're wrong because they have narratives that they want to push. You know who, who really suffers because of this 
you, me, the American people, because we're not really facing the truth. What really matters is we do have mental health issues in this country. No, but they, they push that. In fact, you see mental health issues, crises celebrated on a daily basis. We ought to elevate these voices, they'll say. People who have real problems. I mean, look, you don't have to look much further than people who are clearly delusional. They're getting uh, most of the airtime these days. I mean, you listen to, to cable news networks, you watch with it, and a lot, of, a lot of those delusional folks are in Washington, D.C. as well. Here's more on the story. A neighbor of being described the moment the killer left his rampage and silent. One of the victims often argued with his manager, Bing, about working weekends. His neighbor telling Daily Mail, disgruntled manager walking into the break room of the superstore in Chesapeake, Virginia, before opening fire, killing six other workers in a terrifying attack on Tuesday night, they said. FBI agents swooping in on a three-bedroom, $300,000 property where he lived alone on Tuesday night. Locals described seeing SWAT team using a battering ram. Pictures show authorities searching a shed at the rear of the property and removing bags full of clothing. Andre Bing. I think he's, I think he's dead now, too. I think he turned the gun on himself later on. And it, it uh, you know, it just completely conflicts with the narrative that they're pushing. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Folks, that's not it. I got another story here. This one from The Blaze, theblaze.com. Liberals blame homophobia for man on video tossing brick at gay club in New York City. Police arrested a gay man for the crime. Now... I won't give you too much of my commentary. I'll just tell you what I saw on Twitter for this and some of the other different places. They have video, surveillance video of some man tossing a, a, a brick, what appears to be a man, we'll say that. Never know these days. But it appears to be a man tossing a brick through the window of this gay bar in New York City. And Twitter erupted with thoughts because they immediately said this must have been a hate crime. This must have been homophobia. Run amok. Twitter immediately erupted with their conjectures on. <laughs> I just, I, I hate to say this, but they, 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 they did. They, they called this on Twitter. They ran amok with their conjectures on what, on the sexual uh, proclivities of this uh, individual by, by, uh, by the way he threw the brick. They looked at his arm, and they said, you know, it kind of looks like Dr. Fauci throwing that first pitch in baseball. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know if you can really get that from this, but turns out they had uh, they had spectacular, well, we'll just call that uh, six sets. They, they were able to, to, to call it on Twitter. So, so another instance, I only tell you this because it's story after story after story here. It is story after story that we are constantly being pushed or prodded or poked or nudged or shoved even into this division in America. Now, who would want to do that? Why would they want to do that? 
That's the real question. Why are we constantly being divided in this country? When I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I got together and we had a great Thanksgiving with the family. There wasn't any division. There wasn't any fights. I don't know. Maybe your family there was. I mean, maybe it's a little different, but it was pretty calm. All was calm, peaceful, silent turkey night. That's kind of what we had. I think most, if you talk to your neighbors, most folks get along with their neighbors. Regardless, even some that have signs up right next to you don't agree with. I I, uh, went through that with the election cycle. But folks, I I tell you, this division is intentional. They're after something. It's directly from a blueprint, a playbook, in fact, that we will discuss next. We'll roll it out and tell you, in fact, how to fight against this because the time has never been more important. It's Beck Friday. We continue in for Glenn Beck today. It's Justin Barkley live from West Michigan, Grand Rapids, and Wood Radio on the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. It's called Divide and Conquer. There's a reason we're being pushed further and further apart. There's a reason why most of these mainstream media outlets are pushing certain narratives, stories, and pushing us into boxes, shoving us away from each other on a daily basis. The narrative is crumbling. They're getting caught here and there. Maybe there's a little hope with Elon Musk uh, buying Twitter. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of hope that you'll start to see. In fact, what did he did he fact check Twitter? <laughs> did you see this the other day? He fact checked uh, the president, the White House. I think he fact checked Biden's Twitter account on 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 something. I had to pull that up here in a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more on Twitter as he's now revealed amnesty. Well, not that kind. He wants Twitter amnesty. They're going to bring back all of these old uh, banned and suspended accounts, open them up. And he's also been talking about behind the scenes. He said, you will not believe what we've uncovered when it comes to the censorship. In other words, this is the way for them to craft their narrative, suppress the truth, and, of course, keep you in the dark, keep you, your family, and your neighbors divided so they can conquer. Let's talk about what's really happening, of course, how we can fight back and talk to the guy who wrote the book on it all. Who was Karl Marx? The men, the motives, and the menace behind today's rampaging American left. Jim Simpson joins us right now. Jim, I appreciate you being here with us today. How are you, my friend? Hey, Justin. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We just talked, and I don't know if you were able to hear any of this earlier, but we just talked about the continuing crumbling of the narrative Particularly in several different news stories, in, in um, well, in the in the case in 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 Colorado, the person who attacked that uh, alternative lifestyle bar, the gay bar in Colorado, that individual, the attorney coming out and saying, identifies as non-binary. Wow. The the <laughs> other uh, was the uh, the liberals blaming. Homophobia for the man who tossed a, a brick through a, a window of a gay bar in New York City. Police 
arrested that man. He was gay. Uh, there, there's just story after story now that, that, that we're, we're walking through, and it, the, the narrative continues to crumble. If you wait long enough, that usually happens. The truth does come out. But I want to really talk to you about this today, about why this is happening behind the scenes. It seems like we are being more divided now more than ever before, and I don't think Americans really are necessarily that divided in a lot of ways, but they continue to try to push us further apart. Why is this happening? You've got the playbook. You wrote the book on some of this stuff. Walk us yeah. down that path. Well, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not a new strategy. It's just a, a, an un, a, a strategy people aren't used to when it comes to warfare. I mean, I, I describe this what's going on as a form of military offensive against America. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, divide and conquer is old as the hills, but divide and conquer doesn't, hasn't, or maybe hasn't in the past taken this form where uh, people's beliefs are questioned, uh, people's ideas are questioned, and then they're attacked, mm -hmm. and it's very one-sided. So, you know, I was looking, for example, this morning at the fact that um, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips of True the Vote, who helped produce uh, the movie 2000 Mules, uh, were just released from jail. They had been jailed because they refused to cite the source for their accusation that this election company, Konek, had stored information about millions of its of election workers at a server in China. And so uh, the Fifth Circuit Court uh, roundly uh, excoriated the lower court for arresting them on on the basis of the fact that they wouldn't provide that information. I mean, it's stunning. And uh, yet at the same time, uh, Engelbrecht and Phillips took their information to none other than George Gascon, the, the attorney in uh, the district attorney in Los Angeles, who's been letting everybody go, you know, the guy who believes that people uh, on their side shouldn't be in jail at all. And, of course, um, they had originally arrested uh, the head of Konek on the base, uh, claiming that he had uh, embezzled money from them and violated their contract by storing this information in China. And, um, and now they've dropped all charges. And the L.A. Times proudly boasts uh, that the prosecutor that Engelbrecht and uh, Phillips talked to, who was uh, an assistant, uh, was put on leave. Uh, and here's the here's the uh, uh, headline. L.A. prosecutor puts on leave, put on leave over questionable case sparked by election conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, they talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, true the vote and 
and about through the vote as a Texas-based nonprofit that has fomented conspiracy theories about mm-hmm. the 2020 presidential election. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and it's insane. I'm, I'm very glad they got out of jail. They should have never been put in jail in the first place. I mean, that's an example of how corrupt our system has become that a court literally goes after them for bringing this information forward, this critical information, which everybody should be concerned about. And they go after them because they won't provide the name of the person who provided that information. And, uh, and then not, not only that, but then they discredit them by calling this all election conspiracy theories. But I want to ask a question. Uh, what about... You know, I I ran for uh, a state representative uh, um, district uh, this this year in heavily Democratic Maryland, and I actually managed to get some crossover votes, but I didn't win, of course. And uh, at one of the events, somebody walked up to me and said, are you an election denier? And I said, (laughs) uh, you mean like Hillary? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, well, but Democrats. Jim, I got to ask you, because you've you've named a couple of different things. Because These are tactics that are being used. And maybe you talk a yeah. little bit more about this in your book. Jim Simpson with us right now. He wrote the book. Who is Karl Marx? Uh, my my question is, you know, this this whole election denier thing. This is another strategy or tactic of naming name calling people elections. And nobody denies there was an election. We just have questions right. about how we got here. And, you know, even when I was in school. I remember right. the, the teacher in math saying, hey, you know, uh, you got to show your work. In other words, I see your answer, but I want to know how you got here. We want to see why can't we lift up the hood and, and, and see what what the heck is going on. People that, that ask those questions, they're the real problem, apparently. Uh, people that ask questions at all. In fact, yeah. these are who these Marxists have problems with. Break yeah. that down, Jim. Why is that? Well... You know, I, I I don't say, you know, we talk about this uh, 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 suppression of conservative thought. I, I, I really dispute that characterization. It's not suppression of con, uh, conservative thought or views. It's suppression of the truth. Mm. They don't want the truth coming out. You know, uh, William F. Buckley called conservatism the ideology of truth and his colleagues uh, Kirk Russell, uh, Russell Kirk, rather, called it uh, the ideology of no ideology. And that's the way I've always looked at it. You know, I mean, for 30 years, uh, well, for 20 years, I've been writing. For much longer than that, I've been researching. And, you know, when I went to college, I learned when you want to make a claim, you support it with facts, mm. you know, and you cite those facts. And as you know, uh, that's what I did in my book. Uh, I don't uh, come up with any conspiracy theories. I don't come up with anything that hasn't been, you know, properly vetted. And yet I'm a conspiracy theorist just for (laughs) making those claims, making those statements, bringing them up, you know, And, and, and it goes all the way back to Lenin, who said we must write in a language that inspires hate, revulsion, and scorn mm-hmm. toward those who disagree with us. 
towards those who disagree. So he, he didn't care if what they were saying was true or not. They, they disagree with them, and therefore they got to go. And, of course, once the Marxists get in, in power, as they did in the Soviet uh, Russia under the Bolsheviks, uh, they don't merely suppress the truth. They just take those people and uh, disappear them. Yeah, the the history uh, is is clear. This does not yeah. this does not go anywhere you want to go. This this ends in a very yeah. bad way. But let me ask you this, because maybe we've learned some of those things through history. Maybe we've learned a thing or two, and in the book that that we can learn how to fight back. What do we do to fight back? Jim Simpson, take a quick break here, and we come back. Let's tackle that subject because I think it's. Let's talk turkey. I mean, I think it's something that we all need to know and, and, and include in our plans as we uh, we we move forward here and and try to take this country back. Who was Karl Marx? Is the name of the book? The men, the motives, and the menace behind today's rampaging American left. It's Barclay and for Beck today. We continue after this on the Glenn Beck program. The Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. That's triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Join the program at any time. Justin Barkley in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program. We're talking with Jim Simpson. He is the author of Who Was Karl Marx? The Men, the Motives, the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. One of the things we're seeing is the war on truth. Uh, biggest issues. The numbers. Uh, the narratives continue to crumble when you see what the news media might be pushing here or there, and, and the stories every day. There's 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 something new. But it's not just the, the battle of words, the war of words. That's 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 where it starts, but then it ends in stories like this. One in four Americans say they won't be having Thanksgiving because they can't afford it this year. A national rail strike viewed as increasingly inevitable. All these will cover on the way, and of course, election issues and, and more. Jim, I just want to ask you, how do we fight back when it comes to the, the issues that we're facing, particularly this war on truth? Yeah, well, you know, this is something that I've really advocated for decades. Uh, when Fox News first started and made astronomical growth, it demonstrated to me that people were starved for the truth because they had been getting the same old nonsense from the mainstream media for decades, and while they might have not known, you know, what the real truth was, everybody kind of sensed that they were getting played. And so when Fox came on and started actually reporting the truth, it, they experienced astronomical growth. Now, of course, Fox is kind of geared left somewhat and is now kind of tends to follow the media to to a certain extent, that's a, that's a shame. Uh, you know, they don't really delve deep into the uh, 2020 election, for example, uh, except for maybe, uh, you know, Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram. Uh, and, and, of course, um, they... Uh, uh, you you know I gotta I gotta say because we we only got like a minute left here but yep yep give me some clear cut so steps what can we do because yep. I think you got a great point yeah so so well first of all I mean Elon Musk uh, his takeover of Twitter and what he's doing with it 
is one example, but we need a lot more of those kinds of things. Uh, I've long advocated that, you know, some billionaire uh, or a group of billionaires purchase one of the networks because, unfortunately, most people still get their news from the networks. or And, and so they're still getting fed a line. And people are afraid to buck the system because uh, they get marginalized by their own neighbors, friends, by their own family. And then the other, so we need to do more to build a viable uh, network that will actually report the news, you know. And then the other thing that we need to do, which we're already doing, and Ron DeSantis is leading the way on that, is create a parallel society that goes back to our constitutional roots, that enforces the law, that clamps down on censorship and doesn't allow it. And, Jim, Jim uh, Simpson, I appreciate it. Jim, I got to run because uh, we're, we're up against the hard break here. I appreciate you, though. Who was Karl Marx? Is the book, The Men, the Motives, and the Menace Behind Today's Rampaging American Left. He's right about those networks. But what about a whole other type of network? A network of family, friends, sharing the truth with each other. And, of course, there's always the blaze. And for Glenn Beck today, Justin Barkley on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program.